and you're going to identify what are the actual skills that you need and the capacity of those skills to be competitive. Welcome to Renegade Performance Radio, where we help everyday people like yourself to become fitter, stronger, faster, well-rounded, and fulfilled athletes. Through the lessons, failures, and success we have achieved over the past 10 years on our journey as CrossFit Games athletes and now coaches. Uh, Post-competition blues, the feeling that you experience after you've just built up to a massive event um, such as team nationals, individual nationals, but really any competition that you take part in. And that sort of, um, for lack of a better term, sort of depression that you feel at the end, that like, oh, it's over. Um, what do I, what do I do now? And so sometimes at the end of a competition, some people naturally just want a big rest and whereas others are like wanting to get back in straight away um get back into the gym that next day and I, I saw that this time from a few of you um but really i really like people to have a couple days at least away from the gym um even if you physically feel fine but more from the the mental perspective just to give yourself a little bit of time to kind of uh, decompress and reflect and we want you to be hungry to be back in the gym, not just feeling like you should be back in the gym. Um, and so having that forced rest can actually create that hunger as well. So that when you do get back in the gym, you're really rearing to go. Now, the following exercise um, I'm going to give you, you can um, do over the next couple of days. Um, and just to kind of get a bit of... um perspective on where you're at and what the next coming sort of weeks and months are going to look like for you actually probably more like what the next year could look like for you and that's doing a bit of a personal event debrief now depending on your goals and the level that you ultimately want to compete at the way that this exercise works is you're going to try identify all of the skills that are required to compete at the level that you want to that you want to compete at and now you might just say, well, that's everything. And yes, it is everything. But I actually want you to go through the process and exercise of writing down what those skills are, but also the capacity at which you think you need in order to be able to compete at the level that you want to compete at. And so the way you do this is you're just going to get a pen and a paper um, or like notebook or you can even do a laptop, whatever. And you're just going to look back at all the workouts at the recent event that you've just been in um, and the division that you wish to sort of compete in. So, for example, um, for those of you that have been competing in sort of like a scale division and you're looking to move into the, that RX intermediate or vice versa, RX intermediate to elite, or even if it just means that maybe this time around you weren't super competitive in your division and you want to compete, like be super, super competitive closer to the top end, um, and the same thing goes for if you're in the elite division, and you're going to identify what are the actual skills that you need and the capacity of those skills to be competitive. Now, of course, the events aren't going to be the same next year, but what we're looking is just at the basic things that you need to get better. And because what we're going to do is we can start addressing them now rather than six weeks out from the competition, just trying to cram them all in. 
And chances are, yes, there is going to be shitloads of things that you need to work on. And so what we'll do is we can then triage the biggest things that you need to be working on, the most important things and the most pressing things that you could be doing in order to become a high performer in the level at that level that you want to perform at and to get to that, that next step. And so what we're going to do is we will look at it and we'll figure out what is holding you back the most. Much like we have to get you to this point here, we're going to do this again now and it's a repetitive cycle. It's a cycle that just really never ends and that's the pursuit of mastery. It's like, okay, what is the next step? What's the next milestone that I'm going to be working towards? And this is where um, us as coaches will become very valuable to you because we're going to help you identify those things that are going to be the most important thing for you to focus on. And so rather than making this process um, super long-winded, you can make it a lot more efficient. And so rather than turning up to the coach empty-handed and just saying, well, what do I need to do to get to RX? You can go to the coach with a list and saying, this is what I need to be an RX athlete. These are my current numbers of roughly where I'm at with each of these. What do you think the most important thing for me to work on is? For example, you might look at the workouts um, or you might have been watching over the weekend and you might have seen in the RX uh, division that people were doing big sets of total bar, like 30 plus. Now, you might have only just got your total bar and you're like, okay, well, these guys are doing big sets of total bar, they're doing 30 plus, I need to be able to do 30 plus. Well, you don't necessarily need to be able to do 30 plus, but you do need to increase your total bar capacity. And so that could, and you could put a number on there. Maybe it is like working towards sort of like 20 unbroken total bar or something like that. But it's it's a number that you can at least kind of put as like a benchmark, the minimum amount that you should be able to do should you want to compete in that higher division. And you just, by doing that, you've just given you something a little bit more tangible to work towards rather than just saying, get better at total bar. It's a bit more, a bit more oomph to it, something for you to work towards. And so you're going to take that list to your coach um, and you're going to be able to say, okay, what's the next step for me to be focusing on? How can I do this? And so with that, you're not going to be able to do focus on everything well. And so when you try to focus on everything, it generally leads to super slow results and which then decreases motivation. So we're looking to keep our focus quite narrow at this point, um, trying to figure out what that biggest gap in your ability is. And then it becomes a little bit of a checklist. You're just going to be checking them off one by one. And like you can break some of those bigger ones into milestones. Maybe it's muscle ups or something like that. You can break those into milestones so that you've got like some more uh, sort of checkpoints. And I will be uh, releasing something on milestones so that you've got something to kind of guidelines to follow on that side of things. And then you're going to have essentially a bit of an action plan for the next three, six, 12 months to be working towards your next major event. And now there's going to be events that are going to be coming up over the coming months. Like there's a few summer events, there's um, the Open coming up soon. Um, and then before you know it, we'll be back into preparation for team nationals. Um, and so you will still compete along the way, but off the back end of a competition like this, it's a great time to kind of um, analyze where you are at. And then, so that's just the training element. Um, as always, we like to focus on the three elements, the training, the nutrition, and the mindset. And so you have to ask yourself, is there something that I could be being, doing better in the nutrition department? Do I need to be eating more so I can build more strength? Do I need to be 
um, leaning out a bit so I can perform my gymnastics better? Or do I just need to be eating to perform? And when you've made that assessment on yourself, then we can also dive into what sort of changes need to be made to your calorie intake. And so to kind of help you in that regard, making sure that you're doing the right thing in the 23 odd hours that you're not at the gym. And then finally, the last thing that we want to just consider is what can I do on the mindset side of things to help increase my chances of being successful with this pursuit? And so that's when a little bit of self-reflection becomes quite valuable and you can look back on your preparation leading into this event and you can ask yourself, how was my mindset? How was my consistency? How was my positivity? How was my ability to perform under pressure? And at that point, you're going to be a, you're going to have some answers for yourself, most likely, about things that you potentially could have done better. Could you have been more consistent? Those types of things. Could you be more positive? Would that have led to better results? And then once you've got that, that's when we can then start looking at, okay, well, what are the mindset things that we can focus on? For majority of us, it's going to be consistency. And I preach it a lot, consistency over intensity. If you are knocking out all of this stuff like 80 plus percent of the time, then you're going to see massive progress in each area. And that progress doesn't necessarily mean perfection. Like, for example, if you plan to do accessory work three times a week over the course of a month, that's say roughly 12 sessions. And so if you're getting, say, nine sessions a month out, nine to 10 sessions a month, that's 120 sessions over the course of the year working on those weaknesses specifically. And you are bound to see massive improvement if you can stay consistent. And so kind of in a bit of a wrap up, in conclusion, after a comp, take just a little bit of time off. Hold yourself back from the gym just a tiny bit so that you're hungry to be in there. Assess where you need to be to compete at the level that you want to compete at next year. And then work with your coach to make a plan for training. Assess the nutrition requirements, assess your mindset work-ons, and aim for that 80% adherence, okay? So it doesn't need to be perfect, but if you can keep it consistent 80% of the time, you're going to crush it.